This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's show, the guys are back. Who knew it would take a worldwide epidemic to get us back on the show? But we're here and we've got... The East Initiative's Matt Dozier. We have an update from the East Initiative and some general chit chat about all the stuff going on in education and technology. It's the EduTech Guys up next. You're listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. Yeah, welcome back to a brand new season. We're not exactly sure what we're doing this season. And as we said in the opener, who knew it would take a, a worldwide epidemic to get us to get behind the microphones once again? Yeah. I mean, you know, we took a little break. Uh, we had some Stuff we just want to take care of with family and some things like that, and a little sabbatical to, you know, wrap our heads around some things and and talk about uh, where we were going to go. Who knew that the universe was going to go ahead and tell us exactly where we're going to go? And it's <laughs> not where most people tell me I'm going to go. I can tell you that for sure. But I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's quite interesting. Um, it's it's a it's you know and and we'll hear this later as we talk with Matt Dozier with uh, the East Initiative. But you know uh, the landscape of our lives has changed. I mean, in, in a, it, for us and our children and our families, for everyone on the face of this planet, it's now changed. Um, I, that's really interesting, isn't it? I mean, it's going to be. I'm, I'm actually kind of excited, and you know me, David. You know I've talked about this before. About, you know, I kind of always hoped that we would get to a point where I just had to worry about a few small things like keeping my family alive and having food. Well, who knew that it was also going to include toilet paper, uh, hand sanitizer and napkins. But, (laughs) yes, exactly. You know, I mean, right now, I I really think that that's the the biggest thing that's going to happen, especially right now, is uh, we just got to think about getting rid of this virus, you know, keeping ourselves uh, alive you know, and, and, and moving forward, um, very different, very different, very different atmosphere we live in at this point. Yeah. And, and a whole lot of, um, uh, there's just a lot of, you know, confusion, 
was a lot of uncertainty. Um, but by the same token, there there have been amazing acts of kindness of just random humans helping oh, yeah. humans that, um, you, you know, we start to see all these kinds of things being shared on social media and you see them um, on the news when they're not talking about this virus. Um, so I don't know. It, it's, it's really, really cool. Not to mention all the stuff happening in education, you know, surrounding technology, education, um, Despite certain lacks of technology, um, mm. it's definitely yeah. shown uh, this has definitely shown, uh, I hope anyway, the powers that be um, that uh, although, yes, uh, there are provisions in place for technology in the schools themselves through mm-hmm. things like E-rate, um, that the uh, divide is still fast. Oh, yeah. I mean, right now, that's, you know, you, you and I, we work in the ed tech genre. And right now, the one word that comes to mind for me is equity. And I think that that is what the powers that be and everyone's going to realize it. And it's not just about education, the equity of information, the equity of technology. Uh, that's what's coming into play right now. That's what's coming into question. Oh, yeah. And it's and and. You know, as you said, it, it, it stretches far beyond, uh, you know, education, technology. I mean, you're talking equity among the working folks uh, in terms of who uh, who is, quote unquote, essential and who isn't, uh, who is able to still get paychecks and who aren't and who's able to collect unemployment and who can't. I mean, it's 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 I hope it serves to be a huge eye opener for whatever happens um societally in the future. Oh, I agree. I agree. And if you're listening to us out there and you have your opinions on this, we would love to hear them. Um, yeah. You can always find us on the web at www.edutechguys.com. And guess what? We're on all the social medias. Like I used to say <laughs> months ago when we were doing the show very regularly, um, just go out to Google, type in Edutech Guys, and you know what? You're still going to find us there staring back at you, looking at you. That's right. But, exactly. So, you know, I tell you what, let's uh, let's go ahead and let's just jump into the interview with Matt Dozier. What do you say? Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm getting a little clamped. I'm all choked are up. You, oh, oy vey, are you choked up there? <laughs> I right. am. I'm all choked up. Yeah, I'll tell you what, we'll be right back with the interview with Matt Dozier. Welcome to the Edge Tech Guys. We have been off the air for some time now. We've taken a little sabbatical, taken a little time off to take care of family business, and it's pretty fitting that we have one of our our, our best buds, our best friends, the, the man in the know, back on the show uh, as we kick off uh, this new season, which I have intermittently called or, or undeterminedly called uh, Black Swan. That's what we're going to call this season. We're going to call this season <laughs> the Black Swan. Uh, but but uh, we're going to let our guest introduce himself. You all know him, but uh, he's the the master of East and all things uh, on the, in that genre. So uh, here we go. Well, good morning, guys. I am 
thrilled to be here. I hope that I'm not supposed to, I'm not the Natalie Portman in this season. Um, <laughs> I'm pleased to be Matt Dosher, the uh, president of the East Initiative. And uh, I would not say I'm the master. I would much more, much more say that I get to uh, help make sure that the tracks are rolling for this amazing train with all these super cool kids and facilitators and educators and administrators that are even as we speak doing good things in their community despite being under quarantine lockdown and a spring break yeah wow right i i think that that's that, that's a great place to step off and who would have thought that we in our lifetime, I, I, I mentioned this the other day to someone, I said, you know, uh, and this person had, had lived through the depression in World War II. And I was like, you know, we've had some, some things happen in our, our generation that are, you know, life-changing, uh, 9-11, uh, the, the Gulf Wars, you know, things like that. But this is really life-changing. This is changing the landscape of everything that we know and everything that our students and children and families will know moving forward. Um, let's talk about how that initially right now affected East. Well, <laughs> uh, today's Monday, right? Yeah. Um, so we are supposed to be coming off of the, uh, exhaustion high of having hung out with about 4,000 of our closest friends at East conference 2020. Mm -hmm. uh, it would have been our, I think, 19th conference or 20th conference. I, th I think maybe 2000 was the first year. Um, I was only there at all of them, so you'd think I would know these things. But we're supposed to be coming off of that. And on the 12th of March, uh, the dominoes, actually, I guess the night of the 11th, uh, that's, what I've, that's the date I'm marking as the real beginning of all this um, at least here in Arkansas, because the dominant, I mean, the center just came out. We had been communicating with facilitators saying the things you're supposed to say, we're monitoring, we're keeping an eye. Uh, we don't see any reason that we need to, we don't see any reason right now to change our, our current plan. So we're moving forward. We met with the staff and had to um, um, kind of, frame it and you're you've got one foot in two different realities one in the reality that nothing changes and one in the reality that everything changes um but they were you know rest assured we're going to make the best decisions we can with the information we have to make sure that the everyone is safe and um we went home that night and between about four and seven thirty the whole the center came out um, when you, when you saw that NBA, the NCAA, all those things were getting ready to happen. And so the next morning we came in, we grabbed the team that was working on conference, which is everybody by that point yeah. and said, we're going to have to call this. And it stinks. Yeah. It just mm -hmm. absolutely stinks. Tears were shed. Um, hearts were broken. Yeah. And then, and then we had to call 3,000 people or 3,000 kids and say, sorry, we can't do this. And I, I think I don't look to me to be the prognosticator, the, the interpreter of the world. I'm just, I'm just a dude sitting in his home office, but 
what I observed was kind of that intellectually, everybody, staff, all the way down to our, the second graders, they understood. Mm-hmm. Emotionally, man, it mm-hmm. was just, and we were talking about it as we were as we were winding up that week that in a lot of ways we had to go through a grieving process and it wasn't because we didn't get to have the party. It's because we had spent all this time and they had spent all this time working on something that we know can be so transformative. And then, Nope, we're not doing that now. Right. And now what do we do? Because we don't have, we didn't have a backup plan for what happens if you have to cancel it unexpectedly. We've had bad things happen before. Um, There was a town close to where we hold the conference that a tornado had done some terrible things to. We've had um, snow. We've had uh, schools that have had tragedies. Uh, So that we we have plans to deal with. We don't have any, we did not have any plan for how to deal with a global crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's here in Arkansas, because that's what we can mainly speak to because that's where we're, we're sitting. Um, I, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop at this point, you know, the, the governor and I think the ADE have done an excellent job here in Arkansas of moving us forward as best they can, depending on what's happening around the world and the country. Um, but you're exactly right. Uh, I know that the ADE made a decision that seniors that have are in good standing and have caught up to where they are now can graduate. So that feels to me like we're just about to close schools for the rest of the year. I, I feel like that's probably where we're heading like other states have done. And I believe that's probably where we're going to go. I know we've canceled testing and, and that's a big deal. And we actually put out a graphic the other day. We were, you know, jokingly, uh, you know, we've been teaching to the test all this time. And so now what do we do? <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's one of those things, but you know, uh, to me, I've been trying to look at, um, the bright side of this and, and there will be a bright side of this, you know, and I, I'll, I'll modify Mr. Rogers quote, always look for the helpers. Well, to me, that's exactly what East does. And that's, what's going to come out of this is the opportunities for those students to take this to the next level. So that if we ever run into anything like this again, and any uh, different version of this that might happen, those are the students that are going to come up with the next time it's going to be better. And we're going to fix these things from masks to gloves to having a, a virtual com- conference to whatever it is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this morning, keep in mind, 90% of the East verse is in Arkansas. We have Oklahoma was on spring break last week. I'm not exactly sure when Louisiana and Pennsylvania were on or off of spring break, but um, 90% of the East universe went on spring break this morning mm-hmm. and they've been, they've been teaching at distance um, for over a week. And I knew that this was coming up this afternoon. So I shot out a a quick thing on their um, facilitator network. And I said, Hey, I know it's the first day of spring break, but can you guys, aside from what I've been seeing, can you tell me what you're doing? Like 17 facilitators write in. I had emails that were pages long of them talking about what they're doing and some of the project work that is coming out of that. So, you know, we can teach, we can talk to teaching and doing. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and learning and how all of that's kind of in this weird, crazy stew of, um, of op- opportunity in the midst of a crisis, if you mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when we had to cancel the conference, one of the things that I had done was send a, I, I there was a lot in, there was a lot in, in my heart that I wanted to say to the facilitators that wasn't about um, feel, feel sorry for us it, as much as it was how appreciative I was of the way that they just jumped right into action. And that once the, that intellectual side took over from the emotional side, I, I knew what they would do. But, um, one of the things that I told them was that, our students are learning a lesson we never wanted them to, we never wanted to teach them ever. We never wanted them to learn what it's like to have everything go poof. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and how are we going to, how, how are we going to come back from that? How, I know this has been on your brain. We've all been sitting around, you know, uh, sheltering in place and, things have been running through my mind. One of the things I think that has hit me is I'm, I'm a little disappointed in the knee jerk reaction of some of our attempts at suddenly creating online curriculum. I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It turns out that um, if, if, if you don't have access to the right technology, Actually, I have a, I, I, one of the facilitators that wrote me this morning said that just from a very basic level, one of the things that they're doing right now it, he is skill building. Mm-hmm. He said he found some online tutorials from that were browser based from like our studio and night foundation, New York times, things like that. And he said, I, I know that this isn't ideal, but it gets them moving. Mm-hmm. I've seen, but we've seen, you guys have seen probably even more than I've seen over the years, how whatever the trend of the day, the topic of the day, um, you know, connectivity became technology, became coding, became all of those sorts of things. And the same, the same vendors with the same or the same programs with the same lessons just renamed it. And all of a sudden said, here you go. And a whole bunch of people thought, well, that's great. I'm so glad you have this curriculum. And then they opened it up and went, I don't understand. Exactly. Exactly. And, and we're, we live in a binge nation. And the students that we have created learn exponentially far greater than we can ever even comprehend. Exactly. And a curriculum is, is, it's not really about the technology anymore. We, we have the technology to teach this stuff online. And now we're at the point of creating a curriculum that engages students and keeps them engaged and helps them learn at an exponential pace <laughs> um, and keeps them binging because that's what they're going to do. You, you and I know with East kids alone, if you give them something to do and you give them the whole package, here's A to B, get it done. They're going to do it really quickly. And then the next day you're going to go, well, how do I, what do we do the next four days? <laughs> well, I, and, you know, and, and to that end, that's one of the things that um, we're seeing locally here. You know, our school among, you know, most of the other schools in the state sent home, you know, AMI packets, et cetera, et cetera. When they sent them home, 
those packets were supposed to be good for the initial ones for like a week. Then the ones after that were supposed to be good for like an, an additional two weeks. And there are some of the students that either thought or felt like they needed to slash wanted to, as Jeff says, binge them. I mean, they did them all. And of course it was overwhelming and it was frustrating and it was, and still is, you know, crazy. Um, because that is how, that's how they consume things. And in, in a weird sort of way, that's how I, I guess maybe that's how they expect to um, return that. Right. So they expect, Hey, Oh wait, I have all quote unquote, 10 episodes of, you know, English one oh one. I've got to do all these right here, right now. And, and it's, and it's been very frustrating, which of course it's also frustrating for parents and, you know, some of the teachers who are, who are trying to help the students. And I just, I think one of the biggest problems that I have seen, um, and, and what's kind of funny is it came out of, there's a, there's a Facebook group, um, that was created called something like AMI something or other. I can't remember what it's (laughs) called now. Um, and instantly it, it blew up. It's got over, I don't know, 15,000 members now. Wow. Um, most of them are from Arkansas because, you know, it's, it's AMI. Um, but so many of them, they're all asking for the exact same resources to do the exact same things. And I'm like, you know, just to, to I don't know, throw a, uh, just to play devil's advocate, I guess, um, we have multiple entities who have already been providing those types of services to schools for decades. <laughs> I mean, yeah. decades. Why are we reinventing the wheel mm-hmm. instead of saying, hey, here are the resources? I mean, and, and I'll be honest, the, the education co-ops, uh, you know, we're just as guilty. Every single co-op is now putting together a list of resources for teachers. <laughs> well, why? Why are we doing this? This is <laughs> It's ridiculous, you know. I just I don't understand that. I remember, and I'm sure you guys do too. That first year teaching, when those brilliantly crafted lessons that I absolutely had broken down into ten minute increments, and all of a sudden I was thirty minutes into class and I was done, and I'm like, oh, this isn't good <laughs> because um, they didn't. When I said engage in five minutes of discussion, they just sometimes did something. You know, I I hadn't developed those honest to goodness facilitator skills that we push out uh, at East because we we had been trained in a model. Of course, you know, dinosaurs were roaming the earth at the time, but we'd been trained in a model that said that if you say if you say now you discuss, I'll give you points for every comment that everybody would hop up and want to, and that didn't happen. I've got a, one of the emails I received today, uh, it just warmed my heart because uh, the facilitator said the really good, this, the, the good thing that is coming out of this for him at least is that it happened at a time of the year when, and I'm quoting him here, the greatest thing about the East model is by this time in the year, they really don't need me. Here's what I'm doing. I'm proofreading emails to clients about new ideas they've come up with. He says, one is, could be the biggest we've ever done. I've looked at so many 3D models for various prototypes. He said, my kids, on the other hand, they're writing grant reports from 
the year's work. They're looking at problems from a new perspective, and they're talking to their teammates every single day. He said, we haven't stopped. A new project is formed out of the pandemic. You know, they're, they, when the, our model, when our environment is happening the way it is supposed to, something like this, whether it's, whether it's people getting sick or it's the blizzard of 2001 when schools down your way were shut down for what, two, three weeks, mm-hmm. and you didn't have power. And so when those things happen, students that have been marinated in, in that environment, they just get on getting on. They get on fixing what's in front of them. Um, we've, we see that time and time again, and it, it really makes you feel like you are successful as an educator. Mm-hmm. because the greatest mark of education, I forget who said it, it's somebody else's quote, is that they think that they did it all by themselves and that you weren't necessary. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and I, and I think, you know, I, I don't, because of the way um, that East has developed and what East means and, and what East teaches students, um, both curriculum wise and far beyond what curriculum is actually, you know, written down. I, I would believe, I believe it is very safe to say that his response is not a unique response among East facilitators, nor among what East students are doing at this time, even though they're not in the brick and mortar buildings. It's, you know, it, it is those students who understand here's a problem. We got to solve it. I mean, absolutely. I mean, we've got, I, we've got East kids right now um, developing cards and um, from simple stuff, developing cards and drawings to get to the nursing homes, which are all under lockdown to let them know that they haven't been forgotten. We've got East students that are developing um, little short videos of appreciation for their school staff because they recognize that they feel as left as, as left behind as everybody else does. Um, We've got, I can't even tell you how many you're trying to 3d print masks and stuff, but here's an email I got from a kid. The design we've been using is not one that he said, we talked to a, we talked to a, uh, a, a medical internist and the design we've been using is not one they recommend or that a fireman or someone dealing with the actual people should wear. He said, so we've had to change our designs. That's East. Everybody, not everybody else, but you know, the world, the world jumps on something and they, they grab the, the first or second thing that comes down the pike and they think, here we go. And East kids tried that and then took it to somebody and said, Does, is this what you really need? Mm. And I got told no. And so rather than going, well, we tried, they're like, okay, so what do you need? Let's go right. work on that. You know, the good part about all this is that is that I feel just like your your facilitators are letting you know and what's happening and the kids are letting you know, just like you're talking about there, that's what's going to change online education for us is what East does and is probably the perfect Petri dish <laughs> to use at this point um, to find the answer that we're looking for because 
your students, I keep saying your students, the East students are the ones. I love them all. Yeah. <laughs> the East students are the ones that have made these changes and have figured out a better way to learn. And, and, and I, to me, that's the key that we're missing with online learning. It's not about giving them information and making them jump through hoops. And I feel like that's what we've come to is that we're going to make you jump through these hoops and give you an A for it. And we pass a test and we move on. It's more about how does Jeff learn? How does Matt learn? How does David learn? How do these students learn? If Jeff learns in three days and it takes David three months, then so be it. We have to devise a system that can handle that. And I think it's great to hear that your kids are realizing these things and especially facilitators because they're going to be the ones to tell us, okay, here's how, here's the way my kids in Hope, Arkansas are doing things. So here's the way my kids in West Memphis are doing things. So here's the way kids in Jonesboro are doing things. Absolutely. And I don't by any means think that we're the only ones. I'm, there are dozens oh, and dozens of other sure. organizations and other um, programs, if you will, that are also um, – this is, I guess, their time to shine in, in their own odd way that if it's going to, if it, if it must be, then we must do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that one of the things that we've seen, the, the capacity for video conferencing, like we're doing now, mm-hmm. the facilitators have been reaching out to their students, but that almost overnight morphed. Um, they've been using that to connect with each other. Mm-hmm. They've, they've opened up these meetings with their students to any student. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know that there are students from Farmington and Springdale and Little Rock and Malvern all coming together. In, and the facilitator was like, I just kind of opened it up to everybody to see what would happen. <laughs> and here they were. And they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're talking and they're, they're shooting ideas around. They are, you know, the 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 real test is going to be can we translate that to english math history band jeff um because how many times can i work on my scales right my, my wife is dealing with that right now with her beginner and middle school kids you know queen city texas i mean they're you know they're they're actually recording videos putting them into google drive they're, they're sending the kids are recording videos sending them back you know they've they uh uh it's the mother of invention right now. We're dealing with it, and, and they're figuring out how to get past these hurdles. Our school in Fairless Hills, Pennsylvania, they did a virtual choir concert. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Whitaker. Uh, yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's, that stuff right there blows up. Well, and if you've been on Instagram or you've been on the stuff, every musician out there is doing live performances now for free. thank god because i had tickets to amanda shires last night and i was so bummed out and then the next thing you know i'm watching her at five o'clock last night exactly yeah. james taylor hit the other night neil diamond's doing one tonight you know i mean this is uh and what they were learning is like right now we're in real time enough two or three of us with good internet connections we can play together i mean that's that's how we're dealing right now so it's uh, get my kazoo, right? <laughs> but you know, I think you're right. I, I think that what what I'm a little worried about is in this haste and this rush to suddenly we're going to move every university and every school to <laughs> online learning in two weeks. Um, I believe we're going to create more problems than we need. Um, that's that's what I'm really getting worried about, and I'm hoping that we're doing it now. So we got to get through this seven weeks till summertime hits. But I'm hoping we take a step back and we look at it and go, okay, less is more. And, you know, 
this is what we have to accomplish. And I think, and and I'm not just blowing smoke because you're the guest. I think what East has already done in the way that it has run its program since its inception um, is a, is a clear indicator of how this is the way to learn. And this can be translated into digital learning just like that for any classroom. Well, I mean, with all the love in my heart and having, having still considering myself one, my teaching license is still up to date. We, we, we get in our own ways and we create our own stumbling blocks more than I think just about anybody else. Not only is it because we want to teach like we were taught um, and because we either found our comfort zone in that model, or we were so annoyed by it that we wanted to go fix it. But if we let, if we let the learners drive what the, what the instructional model is, Mm -hmm. I think that you, you stand a much greater chance at engagement and success. And the first almost guarantees the second. I have to make notes because that's my uh, that's my that's my audio clip right there. Okay, so just a second. <laughs> I just I, I will tell you my my number one concern through all of this, other than the the health and the emotional stuff, uh, education wise, my number one concern is that when school comes back into session, not so much this year. Um, because who knows what the end of this year is going to look like. But when it comes back into session in the fall, um, are we actually going to change anything because of this? Will anything actually change? Or are we just going to go back to, okay, well, we got through that. Now let's go back to school as usual. Sit at your desk, get your books. I, I, I'm not a futurist. I, 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 for a long time, I wanted that title. And then I decided, you know, that's probably a bad one to get because um, you have to be right all the time, I guess. Um, and I would pr- much rather deal with making now better than I would predicting what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. But I, so I'm not going to speak to what the administrators and the teachers and the teaching school or the, colleges of education are going to do but i will tell you with almost 100 percent certainty that there's a generation of students out there and i think that your 9-11 is an incredibly apt um comparison except that this is a 9-11 that happened to everybody um you know when when 9-11 happened, I can remember feeling that that was, you know, this was our generation's Pearl Harbor. I remember somebody saying that, and it really did feel like that. Mm -hmm. Only when they closed the mall in Fayetteville, I thought, okay, we've lost our minds. Mm -hmm. Because if the mall in Fayetteville is on the list, we're all doomed. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. But, (laughs) But in 2020, you know, because it's it's this bug, it's this COVID-19 virus that nobody can see, nobody can smell. And if you get it, maybe you don't smell anymore. Um, It has happened to everybody, not just 
not just in a handful of places with a lot of empathy. It really has, it is affecting everyone. And I don't speak for the adults. We are slow to adapt. We're slow to change. But I will say that there's a generation coming behind them that is, they are learning lessons that they haven't even completely processed and may not until they choose their path. Mm-hmm. And those that choose the educational path, this is this is imprinting in their DNA in a way that can have profound implications. I agree. So, question for you. So, this is a time of reflection for a lot of us. Uh, we know here in Arkansas, we've got we've got four weeks. April to, April the twentieth, I guess, would be our day to go back to school. Um, Matt Dozier. For the students that are listening to this and the adults that are listening to this and the educators that listen and respect you. Both you of know, them? Did David and I. <laughs> I <know. laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> so, and it might be early to ask this question, but what are your plans? I mean, this is, Dave, and I'll tell you, David and I have talked, you know, we've always needed this. If we had a little bit of time, we could get this all taken care of. And I was like, well, the universe went here, hold my beer. Cause here you go. Here's, here's that time you were looking for, you know, to write the book, write the articles, get the dissertation finished. You know? Oh man. I wish, I wish that were the case, but what we're doing is a lot of the things that you guys are talking about. We are one, we're, we're trying to put together some more concrete plans to not lose the celebration that should have been last week. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be able, we're not going to be able to all get together the way we wanted to. Um, and it probably, I, we don't see necessarily it being a, a full day or two day type of thing. It's probably going to come out in chunks, but we want to celebrate. We uh, we're working um, very diligently. A number of the presenters that were coming to present have offered to do um, live casting and interactive. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good on two levels. One, we can offer that out and two, we can capture it and share it out forever. And that, is helping us look at how we deliver student training. Mm-hmm. Um, we still want to celebrate the Founder Circles winners and the incredible work that our students are doing. And if anything, we're we're the ones going. Hold on, just a minute. We've got we've got to figure out logistically if right. what you're talking about. If we if we have the structure and the the whatever the back end to support what you're doing um your holographic or your vr conference booth with presentation is an incredible idea but i don't know that i can do that 200 times (laughs) um but so we're, we're working on that we're working on how we um how we not just come back but how we take a take this opportunity to learn from what we are experiencing in a way that we can offer this out in different ways we've for us we've long said we'd like to take some time and rethink some of the things we're doing our professional development is very evolutionary and our student training has gotten better and better and better because we've engaged the trainers more and more but this really is an opportunity to go okay 
what if we did it from a completely different perspective? What if we didn't evolve? What if we transformed? Mm. Um, that's, that means that Jerry Prince is really happy right now because Jerry's favorite thing in the entire world, he's in charge of our professional development um, team. His entire, his favorite thing in the entire world is throwing monkeys into wrenches and seeing what explodes mm -hmm. because he loves to think it up from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And in, in my natural inclination is to be an incrementalist move in the right direction, follow where they lead, go, go, try to go about as fast as they are. Maybe if you can stay a ha two, two pages ahead of them in the textbook, if you will. Um, and, and if you can't, that's okay. Just don't, don't let them, don't let them get too far out past where you are, you know? And um, Jerry's is much more, here we go. Yep. I got a brand new idea. <laughs> Stop the presses, boss. Here's what we need to do. We need to, you know, and you're just like, oh, but to today, those kind of radically transformative ideas, it's like all bets are off. Let's put it up on the board and see what happens. Right. So that's what we're doing. What we're seeing out in the schools is a couple of things in general. Our facilitators are continuing to uh, do the work of taking care of their kids. And I'm so incredibly proud of all the things that came in when I, when I reached out to them. You have no idea how many were. Well, we're doing this, but really, I'm, I'm, way, I'm, I'm working to make sure that they're okay. Mm -hmm. Because it turns out it doesn't matter if you're in the second grade or if you're 20. This is some scary, scary times. And your whole world just got upended. Mm -hmm. nobody, nobody can tell you for sure what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing um, and when it's going to stop. And it turns out that those movies where the scientist goes in the back and he whips something up and he shoots himself with it and then they just go and cure the whole planet, that's not how it works. And so our facilitators are looking to take care of our students who are trying to cope with what happens when everything turns upside down. But it turns out that the students are doing the exact same thing for their teachers, for their community, for their facilitators. You have no idea the number of text messages, emails, and otherwise I got from kids apologizing to me for the conference canceling. They were really sorry for me. Well, and I'm yeah. like, guys, yeah. it, it's not a, but that's the empathy, the sympathy that Thomas Friedman talks about that says that that's a generation of leadership. That's a generation of understanding and innovation. Is that's the, that's the key to everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think it's, it, it's so poignant that at a, at, at a time now, just frankly, just after the the time, so much we've heard about, um, especially you know the, the the students who are in school now and what a digital um, generation they are, and they always have their head down in their equipment and they're not paying attention to anybody, and you know how how they're um, anti-socially social on you know social media and and how every, you know they're all alone. How much it means for them to have that 
interpersonal connection with their educators, with their friends, with the people they know and love, that when it's all said and done, yes, they may have their face in their digital devices, you know, what feels like 24-7, but what people don't realize is they're still a part of the world going on around them. We just don't necessarily observe that. And now that that has essentially been taken away, they crave that. They've, you know, they still want to have it. I think that's probably one of the leading reasons why that teacher had students from all over the place who came in because they were just like, Oh my gosh, they're here. You know, here are other students and here's this teacher and here's, here are people, ah, people. Exactly. I mean that you, you can't replace that. It's still the most important thing. Um, We still need, we still need each other and we still need that person to person contact again, we just need to get out of the way and recognize that those, those coming up, they do that in a little bit different way, but that's okay. It's okay. Um, uh, What is it? Uh, 1546, 1630, one of those, the Puritans, there's a document there where they complain about kids these days. They're lazy. They're not, they, they're not being, they're not, they don't work hard enough. They don't do their homework the way they should. We're, we're all doomed. I'm like, okay, it hasn't ever changed. No. Uh, Thomas Aquinas probably had people going, you know, if you, tr- if you'd apply yourself just a little bit more, who knows what you could do. Right. <laughs> exactly. So Matt, um, <laughs> So if folks want to keep up with everything that's going down um, for you guys, so I know a lot's changing. Uh, things are changing hourly, daily for you guys. Um, what's a good place that they can keep up? What's the best place? Is it Twitter? Is it Facebook? Is it the website? You know, what's the best place? Um, our Facebook is incredibly vi- um, vibrant and interactive. Um, that's East Initiative or the East Initiative. Uh-huh. I think the East Initiative will cover just about every social media channel. Uh, the website, eastinitiative.org, obviously, but most of that just um, redirects back to our social media channels and the various channels. I mean, we've got one of everything, I think, mm-hmm. uh, an Insta face, tweets, snap tube. And um, that's where we that's where we post when, when things are coming up and we share the work that the kids are doing. Um, the new issue of EQ is out. It's really good. There's a great article by the superintendent, uh, superintendent in the Batesville area. There's a great article by a student at uh, Springdale Harbor high school that she wrote about um, I think her six or seven years uh, in the program and what it means to her. And there's a great article um, from one of our facilitators in um, Little Rock at a middle school and, and more. So there's great stuff there. You want to talk about good AMI stuff. There's Mm -hmm. articles about real people doing real things. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, beyond that, you know, we're, 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 we're spreading, we're spreading the good word everywhere. We know how to, and more importantly, we've got thousands and thousands. I can tell you that we have announced the theme for next year. 
and it's very special to us for our conference. Mm-hmm. EastCon 2021 celebrates the 25th anniversary of the founding of this thing we call East. Mm-hmm. The August of 1995 was the first time anybody walked into a class that gave any kind of credit for something called East. That's and awesome. so conference next year and Jeff, David, get to working on washing your hands so this doesn't happen again, okay? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Hot Springs, Arkansas, in March, we're calling it Homecoming, and we are inviting the world. We're inviting the nearly 250,000 people that have been a part of this incredible story and journey. Um, We think it's going to be really, really special. That's really, that is really special. Um, so I have to say, um, I have to give a shout out to April. Um, she has done an excellent job of providing us with content and, you know, just throwing content at us like crazy. We can't wait to see what's coming next because that content is going to change and it's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, and I hope that we can get a lot more opportunities to sit down with you, even if it's for five minutes, even if it's just you record sure. You know, I know you are in the car a lot. You travel all the time. So, you know, if you want to drop us a video or an audio, anything that has you telling us what's going down, we'd love to throw it in on top of that. And that's why we have an April. So it actually makes sense at the end because when I get done, it reads like a James Joyce Okay, you know, you haven't actually given a pretty good point there because if she had to edit your stuff down, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. No. No. Um, And and she is a master at it. She is incredibly good at what she does. And more than just being technically uh, good and having a good eye and a good ear, her heart is this big and the kids, they see it. So yeah. she's able to pull those stories out of them generally by just going, tell me more. Yeah. Yep. That's what so. it takes. You, you open the door and they're going to keep talking. Well, um, um, I will tell you that there's a lot of filming and documenting from first person point of view, what this semester has been like. So there should be lots and lots of content that I think future historians may look back on, especially when it's coming from eight and nine-year-olds. It could be fascinating. So maybe that's something that as we begin to collect it, you guys at least could use it as fodder for trying to uh, come up with uh, ideas and places to go chase down your stories. Yeah. Um, that's, that's dark, we that's appreciate the partnership. We appreciate the partnership. You guys are doing, are, are do such a good job of getting stuff out. Um, and I, I wind up telling jokes based on your podcast that, that everybody's just looking at me like, Oh, I, I know where I heard that. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and we're bad about that too. We, we, we laugh at our jokes more than anyone else does. So I think that's what makes us happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, well, Matt, we want to thank you for coming on the show and uh, helping us kick off this next season. Uh, Like I said, David and I are, you know, getting ready with it. We figured this is a great time as any. Um, We're not really sure about the season title, Black Swan, but it could happen. We could could call it the Black Swan. I'll take off my tutu. Don't call it Black Mirror. Yeah, right. Now. <laughs> that. Uh, you know, we, we, we're throwing around titles. So if you think of something, that would be great. But once again, thank you for coming on the show. 
I think jazz is your is the way to go there, Jeff. I think <laughs> jazz because we're all making it up as we go along. Hey, I, I'm finding improv the notes all the time. that nobody's heard. That's, That's exactly right. right. I improv solid all the time. <laughs> hey, Matt, we'll, have um, a great afternoon. Anything else you need, you know where to find us, right? Thanks, man. We do. Hi there. I'm April Jackson, and this is your East Update. This week, we hear from Rinda Hall, one of our site support coordinators. Rinda details how she loves to see the collaboration between two programs in the same school district and how it has truly helped their overall growth. Um, Southside High School and Junior High work very much in tandem with one another. Um, it's really hard to see where one program ends and the other one begins, um, which is a very special way um, of operating, uh, that it truly embraces that collaborative spirit that we really want our programs to, to um, exude. Uh, the other thing that I love about this program is they generally don't say no. <laughs> There's pretty much, they will pretty much tackle anything. I really wanted to bring this program here because they have one truly special key element that makes their program spectacular. And that's their community involvement and not just who they're working with and what they're working with, but the repeated community involvement um, with community members, uh, businesses, and it just keeps growing. And that's exactly where the heart of real projects come from. If you're interested in learning more about how programs are growing through collaboration and impacting their community, visit our website at eastinitiative.org or follow us on social media at The East Initiative. I am April Jackson and this has been your East Update. Hey, thank you so much to April Jackson, the folks at Southside, and to Matt Dozier for providing us with but really a very East centered show here on EduTech guys. Uh, we're so honored, frankly, to have them be our, you know, swan song, welcome back kind of uh, show. Is that what, Yeah. Our, 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 welcome back show. Oh, Mr. Cotta, Mr. Cotta. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, 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 East initiative, Mr. Cotta. So uh, that one's for, for Matt. He needs the, he needs the fodder for his jokes. So that's what that was for. <laughs> that's all right. For, for, we're we're going to keep it light and happy here. So listen, um, if you're out there, if you have stuff to talk about, we I actually put a tweet out the other day for Edge Edutech guys. If you've got something to share and you would like to share it, let us know. We haven't opened our calendar back up. Uh, we are doing this in some one-offs, uh, but we're probably ready to get back out there and uh, let you educators and uh let us let you tell us what's going on, how you feel, what's happening in your communities, what's happening in your educational communities. Um, but reach out to us um, on Twitter, on uh, Facebook, on Instagram, um, on the web at www.edutechguys.com. Um, just let us know. Or if you want to just send us an email, contact at edutechguys.com. It's a great way to email us. Uh, David and I both get those emails and we usually write you back within three or four years. So it's pretty, it works out pretty well for everybody. It does. It works out pretty well. 
we're we've we've got that digital pony express thing going yeah and honestly you know usually we like to wrap the show up and tell you where you can see us live well right now um <laughs> we're going to keep our social distancing at at least 20 miles so that's right <laughs> um <laughs> but uh don't be surprised if you see us out in a few weeks um out there on the instagram or doing a live youtube or something like that uh, once it starts to uh to settle down, uh, David and I will get back out on the old internet waves and uh, share some stuff with you for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, we might even, and I'm just uh, I'm throwing this out. Jeff has no idea what I'm about to say, um, but I think uh, we might actually even launch a uh, just a, a wide open Zoom and uh, do kind of a live show with uh, you guys popping in and, and sharing your education stories as we are kind of all well as as they said in High School Musical, we're all in this together. Yeah, yeah, you just lost me on that one. You had to bring up High School Musical. I did. I'm going to be. (laughs) No, stop it. And I've been seeing that for days. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Awesome. Hey, listen, it's been a great show. Um, I've had a great time. Hope you've had a great time. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Cool. Well, hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master's schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You You can can do do it all. all, But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.